Keeping the Cream of the Crop with Cat Cream. Only on 107.9 Cam Glen Radio. Meow. Hello and welcome to Cat Cream. I'm your host, Cat Gibson. Since last year we've been back in the station and summer I think is a time to reflect about what you've achieved so far and what you intend to do going forward. So in the mood of reflectiveness, here are some of my very best bits. This year saw me talk to one of the organisers of the St Mungo's Festival. Now St Mungo is the patron saint of Glasgow and this is a glorious celebration of medieval Glasgow and again looking forward to our burgeoning city. So here is the interview followed by Hue and Cry and Mother Glasgow. Sing a wee song in Glasgow. In the second city of the empire Mother Glasgow watches all her ways Trying hard to feed her little stars Unconsciously she clips their little wings Mother Glasgow's sucker is perpetual Nestling a billy and a tim I dreamt I took a dander with St. Mungo To try to catch a fish that couldn't swim Oh yeah Among the flightless birds and sightless starlings Father Glasgow knows his starlings well Oh, yeah. He won't make his own way up to heaven By waltzing all his charges into hell Mother Glasgow's sucker is perpetual Nestling the billy and the tail na, na, na. I dreamt I took a dander with St. Mongo To try to catch a fish that couldn't swim And the tree and the fish and the bird and the bear Let Glasgow Thank you. January always sees me escaping to Celtic Connections, the winter festival that's held here in Glasgow and a chance to catch up with old colleagues and make new friends. The highlight for me this year was the Stornoway Coves and Petalmania. The amazing, eclectic and very different Pete and Diesel. The trio have won over audiences throughout the UK and beyond and their second album, Like My Buyer, was proving just as popular. So here is Pete and Diesel singing This is the way we do it in the Western Isles. Everyone is having a party on the moor that up all night 
Wake up in the morning and that hedge is in a mess I said the dog is on the window, the cat is on the floor Everyone is having a party on the moor They're up all night until the feet get wet Wake up in the morning and that hedge is in a mess And that's the way we do it, the way we do it in the Western Isles Connections is a great showcase where bands you maybe have never heard of sing some songs you definitely will have. This year saw Justin Curry of Delamitri fame took to the stage with the house band of the Lonesome Fire to do a version of The Last to Know and it's great to think that he is still performing. So here is Delamitri with Always the Last to Know.
there with always the last to know. Rachel Sermani is one of these artists I hadn't really heard of before, but her version of Elbows on a Day Like This during lockdown in an empty concert hall became a brilliant beacon of hope. Fast forward to this year when she belted it out with a full brass section behind her and a packed concert hall singing along with her. But first, let's listen to one of Rachel Sermani's own songs and then Elbows on a Day Like This. At the kiss of the tide Won't you lay by my side Feel it turning Instead of dwelling on our death Won't you come and share my breath Feel it burning Behind a white wood is a mattress on the floor where we are lovers Tonight is the last time I get to hold you fast and fast go the hours The river does not wait Though we throw rocks to damn our fate The banks have been broken The bands have been broken 
Lunchtime on Cam Glen Radio with Cat Gibson. Oh uh-huh. 
Sir Manny there and then elbow of course on a day like this but like I said if you can find it on Google watch Rachel's version of singing elbows on a day like this it's absolutely incredible blows your head off really does anyway the next thing on Celtic Connections was a trip to the piping centre where I got to see the Malcolm family Jim his wife and his daughter Beth all take to the stage and this was a chance for me to meet a brand new friend. We had a great evening chatting together. Here is Jim Malcolm singing Ranting Roving Robin. There was a lad who was born in Kyle, but what in the day or what in the style? I doubt it hardly worth a while to be saying a nice way, Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, ranting Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, a ranting Robin Robin. Our monarch's time was cheer the tame, was five and twenty days begun. Twas then a blast o' Janwar when blew Hansel in on Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, ranting Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, a ranting Robin Robin. The gossip king gave it in his look Oh, she will live, she will see the proof The swally boy will be in a coof I think we'll call him Robin Robin was a Robin boy Ranting Robin, ranting Robin Robin was a Robin boy Ranting Robin, Robin He'll aim as far, tunes great or small, but I have to have in the ma. He'll be a credit to Haza, will I be proud of Robin? Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, ranting Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, Robin. But sure as three times three make nine I see by ilk a score and line This chap will dearly like a kind So leaves me on the Robin Robin was a Robin boy Ranting Robin, ranting Robin Robin was a Robin boy Ranting Robin, Robin Good faith for she, I doubt you got The bonny lass is like a spar but twenty thoughts she may war, so blessings on the Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, ranting Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin, ranting Robin. Robin was a Robin boy, ranting Robin. Malcolm et al singing Rantin' Rovin' Robin and a great night was had by all at the piping centre for a very different sort of Burns night. But by far one of the best gigs of Celtic Connections was getting to see Tom Maguire and the Brass Holes perform at the Barrowlands at the launch of their album So Radical. Tom Maguire was one of our artists in residence and played a show until he was able to go back to his actual job of playing live. His band is huge and the sound is absolutely phenomenal. Tom himself was talking about life as a brand new dad, but this is Super Solid Soul Vehicle. Uh. Listen. 
Maguire and the Brassels there with Super Soul Soul Vehicle. And we're going to be hearing more about the Barrowland Ballroom, hopefully, in the next episode of Cat Screams Compilations. You're listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio, listening to some of my very best bits. Celtic Connections were celebrating 30 years of being. And another massive highlight for me was Kate Rusby, a folk singer for over 30 years. She started singing as a vocalist on the TV series Sharp soundtrack. This was the ITV series featuring Richard Sharp, a regular soldier who was promoted through the ranks and was played by Sean Bean. Some of the songs used had been recorded by John Tam, a respected folk singer who played the sharpshooter Daniel Hagman in the TV series. Kate had been drafted in to sing a few of the songs from the women's perspective and her career has gone on from there. Her show has had legends such as Eddie Reader and Beth Nielsen Chapman, but when Jason Manford came out to sing with Kate, well, it was absolutely phenomenal. Here is the two of them singing, falling from the musical once. Everybody wants to be a cat. You are listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Because everything else is obsolete. Choice. 
Another brilliant act that I got to see at this year's Celtic Connections was Blue Rose Code. I'd heard a lot about the artist Ross Wilson as a singer and songwriter. He comes from Edinburgh and he has a huge number of fans and many within the folk circuit talk so well about him. Here is Blue Rose Code with the amazing singer Julie Fowles. Love is. Love will save us. Love will save us. Love will save us all. They say love will save us, love will save us, love will save us all. So what you waiting for, oh what you waiting for, what you waiting for. Lunchtime on Cam Glen Radio with Cat Gibson. That was Blue Rose Code featuring Julie Fowlis with Love Is. By February, we're looking at Eros, who came in to talk to me all about their production of The Sound of Music. So here is a little clip from that interview. Now joining me in the studio are two of the members of Eros Musical Society. I'm joined by the musical director, Aileen Shaw, and I'm joined by one of the cast members, Brian Toward. Thank you so much for agreeing to come into the studio and talk to me all about the production. So Aileen, can I start with you then? So you're, you're in charge of music, making sure everybody's on on learn their their parts and learn their lines and know how the music's supposed to go etc so what's that been like it's been wonderful we've had two casts of children who have been so so delightful to teach and so talented in fact and the principles that we have in our cast are 
are really um, singing beautifully. So it has been um, quite a delight this time round, particularly as it's music that everybody knows so well. Everybody knows the sound of music songs. Um, maybe seen, have seen the film with Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer as as uh, children, um, or even with their own children watching mm-hmm. it. So um, it's certainly um, a musical that is very, very well known. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up watching The Sound of Music, but actually during... It was interesting when you were talking about the pandemic. During the pandemic, my yeah. daughter suddenly discovered Julie Andrews and we started watching, you know, The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, Poppins. and having a running around. Now, she doesn't normally sing, and to be honest, she's got a voice that could cut glass. <laughs> Do you know, she's got great enthusiasm and she clearly loved it. And the whole idea of, you know... How do you solve a problem like Maria? I think she really loved that song. That I think she sort of thought that's a great song. For many people, I think that um, musical has an, installed an, an interest in musical theatre generally for people, and it certainly did that for me because um, as a child, I did used to run around the room singing it and <laughs> dancing as if I was um, uh, Gretel myself. So yes, it's it's certainly one that is very very popular, and we can tell that. From the from the ticket sales at the moment, which are going extremely well, um, although we still do have some tickets to <laughs> to, to sell if people um, are still wanting to come to see it. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you're obviously playing the Christopher Plummer role. Yes. What what does that mean for you? Um, to take on something that's quite iconic and that uh-huh. everybody has a frame of reference actually adds a bit of challenge onto it. Um, because you want to live up to the part and and to to meet everyone's expectations, um, as Aileen said, it's it's fantastic to get involved in something that, um, that that people know so much about and can can reference from their childhood and what have you. Um, from a song's perspective, the probably the the most famous song that Captain Von Trapp sings is Edelweiss. Um, I think a lot of people have that in their hearts and in their the their childhood or in their lives and, and links to that. Um, I've had a bit of a joke with that a bit with my mum running up to the show because she talks about the fact that my grandpa used to sing that in the house <laughs> many years ago. So she said, uh, she said, try and not look at me when you find me in the audience on any of the yeah. given nights because I think she'll be in floods oh, of tears when Edelweiss comes out. So yeah. it's things like that that there is connections to that make the, the show so special and one that we're really looking forward mm-hmm. to, to putting on. And I think of the idea of, you know, the, the, the sort of the nun... Um, Marion, of course, the the naval captain and the songs and, of course, the Nazis. I think the whole idea of that has has sort of been reinvigorated as well, hasn't it? Because people seem quite interested in in sort of learning more about the war for a while. It's sort of, well, nobody wanted to talk about it, but it seems to be back on the increase a little bit with things like, you know, like Jojo Rabbit and things that sort of give it a shot in the arm kind of thing. It certainly... um is is one that actually does touch um, real history and in fact um, Maria van Trapp was a real mm-hmm, person yeah. who did exist and did um, marry this captain with who had several children they did have children themselves later on but um, that's not part of this story no, no, no. So, so we didn't hear that it's quite interesting that um, I did learn that um, when it was written in, in the 50s um, they actually couldn't put in Heil Hitler it's so they just say Heil 
um, in in the libretto of mm. this because even mentioning his name at that time was so awful, mm-hmm. um, and I found that really quite interesting to learn mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think that's been it's been important that the production team for the guys who are part of the cast, the production team have been. Uh, very in detail about what the story entails and the, the historical significance mm-hmm. of parts of the story so mm-hmm. that we try and treat it with the, the kind of respect and the knowledge it deserves mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we are telling the story the way it was written um, and nodding to history where it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question to yourself, Brian, simply because I grew up singing in choirs and one <laughs> of the things that we were always desperate for was the call out for tenors and basses. In fact, yes. famously, one of the conductors was going sopranos and altos and we were all giving our notes. This, I want yeah. you to do this, that, the next thing, blah, blah, blah. Basses, I need you to do such and such. Tenors, thanks very much for turning up. <laughs> <laughs> what? But it's it's traditionally been sort of something that guys haven't gone yes. into. So what particularly appealed about treading the boards for you? So there's a there's a couple of schools of thought on that. The first one is I I'm I love it. I, when people ask me I, why I do so much in the musical theatre space, I use the word addiction. It has become like an addiction um, because of the way the camaraderie is, the friendships you make, and and the way the, the you spend time with so many people and get to know people so well. Um, but the the whole grab a man into musical theatre thing still exists. <laughs> um, so if anybody's listening to this and would love to take part in musical theatre, then Eros would be more than happy to to speak to anybody that would be be willing to take part in any future productions. Absolutely, but that, that definitely is the case. Um, where where men are in short supply. In oh, the it's not musical just theater musical theatre. Like I'm saying, I'm coming from the world of choirs, and, yeah. and we're looking at maybe a hundred odd sopranos, eighty odd altos. Yeah. And maybe 40, 50 bases if you're lucky, mm-hmm. and a handful of tenors. Mm-hmm. And there can be a, a generational sound. gap in that as well, which um, is, is hard to, to kind of That's break true. down. Yeah. Um, so, as, as I say, it's, it's a very open area, and I'm sure choirs are exactly the same, where they're desperate to throw their arms around anybody who would be, be willing to come and take part. Um, but when you do take part, and from my point of view, um, being able to, to take on roles and to take on shows is just a, a, a real big honour. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as one of the few males in the cast, then there's not quite the sort of, you know, level of competition with the roles. <laughs> well, there's certainly, there is certainly that aspect to it as well. Um, but I, I'd say across the piece, we've got a talented cast. And then w- when we look down at the kids, um, mm-hmm. we've got two, two guys playing the, the two boy roles as part of the seven children. Um, and they are magnificently talented Absolutely. so hopefully they'll stay part of the scene for a long mm-hmm. long time to come mm-hmm. and I was just going to ask in general what it was like after you came back after the pandemic because there have been calls out all over like I said not just in musical theatre but in the choir world as well about trying to get the numbers back up what's yeah. it been like getting people back well in actual fact um, we presented the Adams family last year and we were one of the first um, clubs to actually uh, start uh, rehearsing again after the pandemic Um, and we had uh, so much interest at that time because people had been so desperate to be back involved. Uh, We double cast every role last year and thankfully this year we haven't needed to do that Um, um, but I'm sure we would have been able to get the interest for it if oh, we'd wow, had thanks. to because yeah. that, you know there are for for certain um roles um, people are desperate to take part in them um and 
for people who are in the musical um, fraternity, um, they, they now tend to move around quite a lot and, and follow what shows are on. Um, and so we've become this huge, big fraternity across a number of different clubs, which is lovely. Yeah. Excellent. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about The Sound of Music. In case anybody hasn't seen it, <laughs> what, what's the story about? So the story is about Maria, who um, is is training or learning to be a nun and then gets sent out into the wider world um, as part of that traineeship to spend time as a governess to Captain Von Trapp's house and to his children. Um, and whilst fulfilling that role, um, learns more about life, learns about love, um, and how that story then manifests into the captain and Maria finding each other with, with that kind of love message. Um, and then from there, it then gets taken on into the, the story of how Captain Von Trapp is then related to the, the Germans taking over Austria or coming into Austria um, and putting their stamp on there and widening the, the kind of Aust uh, the German Navy um, into, into the Austrian space. So um, really um, two kind of main themes that run underneath the show. Um, but as I say, Maria is the, the kind of central character and how she finds herself and, and finds mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And I was quite interested, like I said, with my daughter watching this because I, I didn't honestly think that the whole idea of somebody going to live in a convent was going to appeal at all. But she seemed totally enthralled and, and just went along with absolutely all of it. And of course, she loved all the singing and dancing and yeah. the kids, etc. And the carrying on, the idea that they would noise up the governesses and things. <laughs> I think that sort of appealed to her as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's a great story and it's well worth doing. So where are you doing this story? Okay, so this is taking place in East Kilbride Village Theatre. And we're performing from the 7th to the 11th of March. Um, and unfortunately, Saturday matinee is sold out now um, and very few left for Friday. But you can still get tickets Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and um, Saturday night currently. Um, but they are going pretty, pretty quickly. So I would suggest if anybody is keen to come and see it, they better get in touch with East Kilbride Village Theatre pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And if just before we came in, Friday night's now gone. So oh, has it? Oh, so that's so even we've better. we got two sellouts now. So oh, yeah. four shows with... with with uh, tickets to go, so that was great news to, to see two are gone. And it, it makes such a difference to go and see it in the local area. You know, you can go into the Kings, etc., but you've got all the hassle of trying to get parked, yes. trying to get to your seat in the Kings, etc., yeah. that you don't necessarily have when you're in East Kilbride because it is sort of close and there's good public transport Absolutely. links, there's car parks, at least you can park without getting, you know, a ticket. And it's a lovely community theatre, um, so it's nice that people locally can can come and and see a performance, um, which I think they will really enjoy. Yeah. Um, we have some great talent, um, so I'm sure they will enjoy if they do decide to come. Excellent. Well, I was looking to see what what sort of um, sound of music tracks we did have, and it's <laughs> it's, it's Julie Andrews. Yeah. So we've got Julie Andrews going to belt it out on the hills with the sound of music. Lovely.
with songs they have sung for a thousand years. The hills fill my heart with the sound of music. My heart wants to sing every song it hears. My heart wants to beat like the wings of the birds that rise from the lake to wants to sigh like a chime that flies from a church on a breeze to laugh like a brook when it trips and falls over stones on its way to sing through the night like a And underneath her wimple, she has curlers in her hair. I've even heard her singing in the abbey. She's always late for chapel, but her penitence is real. She's always late for everything, except for every meal. I hate to have to say it, but I very firmly feel. Maria's not an asset to the abbey. I'd like to say a word in her behalf. Maria makes me laugh. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find a word that means Maria? A clown. Many a thing you know you'd like to tell her. Many a thing she ought to understand. But how do you make her stay and listen to all you say? How do you keep a wave upon the sand? Oh, how do you solve a problem like Maria? confused out of focus and bemused and I never know exactly where I am unpredictable as weather she's as flighty as a feather she's a darling she's a demon she's a lamb she'll outpester any pest drive a hornet from its nest she can throw a whirling dervish out of world she is gentle she is wild she's a riddle she's a child she's a headache 
She's an angel. She's a girl. How you solve a problem like Maria. How you catch a cloud and pin it down. How do you find a word that means Maria? A flippity jimmit, a will and a whisk, a clown. Many a thing you know you'd like to tell her. Many a thing she ought to understand. But how do you make her stay and listen to all you say? How do you keep a wave upon the sand? Oh, how you solve a problem like Maria? Welcome back. You're listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio with you all the way through until one o'clock. On today's Best Bits show, I'm going to be talking about some of the highlights of the year so far. In February, I took my dad to see the legend that is Alistair MacDonald at the East Kilbride Arts Centre. To see this stalwart of the Scottish folk scene was incredible. And he talked about his own family. He played more or less continuously with songs in between the stories of his life and his career. Such stories like meeting Sidney Devine and about a guitar, the Alexander Brothers and Matt McGinn, as well as those of old Glasgow. So let's go and listen to Alistair MacDonald singing about a very famous Glasgow cat. Sam the Skull. I'm a cat, I'm a cat, I'm a Glasgow cat, and my name is Sam the Skull. I've got claws in my paws like a crocodile's jaws, and I heat like a farmer's ball. I'm no the kind of cat that sits on the mat, or the kind that you give your hug. But I'm the kind of Swallowing your rat Or even the occasional duck Now I used to roam about In Shettleston Where they all knew me by sight Here's the skull, here's the skull You could hear them yell As they vanished into the night Now the police stations all around Have bars in the windy sill But they're no to keep The prisoners in They're to keep out Sam the skull I'm a cat, I'm a cat, I'm a Glasgow cat And my name is Sam the Skull I've got claws in my paws like a crocodile's jaws And I heat like a farmer's ball Now I'm no the kind of cat that sits on the mat Or the kind that you give your hug But I'm the kind of cat that can swallow a rat Or even the occasional duck Now one fine day, no so long ago They all had had their fill and they sent for the RSPCA to try and catch the skull. There was need they could get it when I was about chasing all the wings up a close, waddling on the shoes, yodeling the blues, and nonchalantly picking my nose. I'm a cat, I'm a cat, I'm a Glasgow cat, and my name is Sam the Skull. I've got claws in my paws like a crocodile's jaws And I heat like a farmer's ball I'm no the kind of cat that sits on the mat Or the kind that you give your hug But I'm the kind of cat that can swallow a rat Or even the occasional dog Arrived in the race, caught a wee ring the 
other had the mallet in his hand I watched him creep to the back of the close Then I casually strolled to the van I jumped through the door, stuck my foot to the floor Everything had gone to plan You can hear them say, Dun Shettleson way What became of Sam the Skull? He had claws in his paws like a crocodile's jaws And a heat like a farmer's bow Just you tell them for me that I'm still running free And never a day is dull It may sound absurd but I'm living with a bird And I sing a land in Mary Hill I'm a cat, I'm a cat, I'm a Glasgow cat And my name is Sam the Skull I've got claws in my paws like a crocodile's jaws And a heat like a farmer's bull I'm no the kind of cat that sits on the mat Or the kind that you give a hug But I'm the kind of cat that can swallow a rat Or even the occasional, cause it's so nutritional Even the occasional dug February also got me to going to see Iona Fife. Now I've interviewed Iona quite a few times And seen her in concert a number But this was an intimate lunchtime gig at the billiard room at the Pierce Institute in Govan, which led me to spend quite a lot of time in Govan. Her concert was her and her guitarist, Zach Younger, singing some of the songs that she has recorded in various different EPs. Now, Lady Finella is a good old-fashioned murder ballad, but it's a bit creepy at the end. So here is Lady Finella. Drinks at the wine, the men turn for her son. He was killed by the king of all Scotland for all that he had done. For all that he had done, be the deity, the escort, be the hero. Names I'll tell to you. 
Lady Fenella there being sung by, of course, the amazing Iona Fife. Her version of the Scots language love story by Taylor Swift is brilliant and often very fun. The kids in the audience absolutely adored it. Now, she can't record this until Taylor signs it off. So please, Taylor, don't be the anti-hero. This is Taylor Swift's original version of Love Story. We were both young when I first saw you I closed my eyes and the flashback starts I'm standing there
Sam Ryder Fever hit me hard. The debut album Spaceman is absolutely incredible with loads of upbeat pop tunes. Sam's range is truly stratospheric and I so love his sound. This very tall, lanky, vegan hippie with his peace love should really annoy the cynical me. But I absolutely adore him and his debut album is just incredible. From his debut album, I just defy you not to cry at this. This is... I'm not all the way over you yet. Still got your number, but I don't call it. I'm still in pieces and it would be worse if we were talking. Cause it feels like you're still stuck inside my heart So how are you completely so together While I completely fall apart I know you're doing okay Cause I still talk to all your friends I wish I was doing okay But there's no way I can't pretend Cause I'm not slow motion It's like I'm trying to move on but I'm frozen Ah, there's just some kind of mystery I'll never get to the bottom of How do you keep moving forward while I'm grinding to a stop Cause I'm not
from his debut album Spaceman That's All The Way Over You. Just incredible. I had read the debut novel on Michael Ball, the star of the stage in the small screen, presenter and now writer. The Empire tells the story of a theatre between the wars and the book did very well. Michael himself is going back on stage as part of Aspects of Love. This time Michael is going to be playing the older male role. In the original run of this show, Roger Moore, the ex-James Bond actor, was supposed to play the older male lead, but I pulled out in the last moments as he didn't believe his singing voice was good enough. What a pity. It might have shown another side to this versatile actor. But here it is. Love Changes Everything by Michael Ball. <laughs> Love changes everything Hands and faces Earth and sky Love Love changes everything How you live and How you die Love Can make the summer fly Or a night seem like a lifetime Yes, love Love changes everything Now I tremble At your name Nothing in the world Will ever be The same Love Love changes everything Days are longer, words mean more Love, love changes everything Pain is deeper than before Love will turn your world around And that world will last forever Yes, love Love changes everything Brings you glory Brings you shame Nothing in the world will ever be the Changes everyone Live or perish 
It was a real joy to get to speak to Joy Dunlop. She's on BBC Alaba practically every weeknight at 7 o'clock teaching the Scots how to speak Gaelic. And she is, of course, a Gaelic singer, presenter and step dancer. She has, however, a brand new studio album out called Cure and she'll talk to me a little bit about her career. Here is an excerpt from that interview. And talking to me, come on a hash Oh, I think that's about the extent of my Gaelic, to be fair. I was very impressed by that, too. <laughs> my poor mother came from Lewis, but of course she left the island when she was very young. Well, she probably left the island to come to Georgian Hill and of course she never went back. She had three children mm. and lived the rest of her life in Glasgow, which I'm sure is, is the story of many of the Gales. Oh, definitely. I mean, Glasgow in particular has such a strong link to the islands, to the gales. I mean, they call it Ballymorn and Gale, or the big town of the gales. Uh-huh. And it always feels, particularly I think the West End, it feels very highland in so many ways. I can't walk along Dumbarton Road without meeting somebody that I know. Well, funny you should say that, because I was just thinking in, in my church in Down Vale, we've got Kenna Campbell and we've got Joan Morrison, so we've got two gold medalists in, in the, the congregation. Yeah, you must. Her poor minister must, when he stands up to start start the, the psalm singing, must think there's an awful lot Eddie here who can sing. I was going to say, I was just thinking of the singing there must be amazing. <laughs> so, how did you get interested in in Gaelic? Because you came from Argyll, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's true, and it really was the mod for me as well that started it off. The mod came to open when I was about nine, and um, I'm from Connell originally, which is one of the wee villages just, just outside, outside open. open. Yeah, yeah, and they oh, they were just encouraging locals to take part. And there was a woman called uh, Mrs. Pollock, always Mrs. Pollock, for she was from Isla who lived in the village, and um, she'd said, you know, if there's anybody that wants to come along and learn some Gaelic songs, come to my house after school on a Monday, and I'll teach you because actually none of us spoke Gaelic mm-hmm. I've got no Gaelic in the house at all my family aren't Gaelic speakers and it was really learning to sing in Gaelic um, for the mod and then the phage came to open as well so that gave opportunities to to learn a wee bit through music and then when I went to secondary we could do Gaelic as a second language mm-hmm. in open high so it was really through that that I got involved but it was very much the music in first that was the hook for me Oh, fabulous. Great. Well, of course, they do say that when you're singing languages, it, it makes it so much easier. I grew up singing in, in RSNO, so mm-hmm. it was it was Latin, it was Italian, it was... We were singing everything except Gaelic. 
And you really don't need to, at the beginning, understand what you're singing about exactly. You don't have to understand every word as long as you understand the sentiment of the songs. And I always think it's really good for pronunciation. It's good for getting the flow of a language as well. And it sort of takes, I, I don't know, the, the terror away maybe from it because you're, you're quite used to dealing with sounds that you don't know and words you don't know. You're just picking it up. And oh, you know, when you're wee and you're learning, everything is just so much easier anyway. And I knew you had done an album with your brother before, mm-hmm. but is this the first time that you've done an album yourself? No, this is my um, third solo album. I've done a couple of, quite a lot of collaborative ones as well, but it's been a quite a while since I've done a solo one. Just, oh, you know, you get busy and then you start doing lots of different things. And actually what I always love is collaborating with other people. So I've had quite a few exciting different musical projects where I've been working with different groups or with my brother Andrew or with, you know, organisations to, to put together musical stuff. So it's probably been about 10 years actually since I released uh, my last solo album. So it's well overdue and it was one that would have come out earlier had it not been for the pandemic. Uh-huh. So tell me about the album. How did you pick the songs to go on tour? It's really interesting when you go to to make an album of songs because, I mean, I always start by just noting down songs that I love. And when we were trying to make the album, my idea was I wanted to make a much bigger sounding album. I wanted to work with a full band. I wanted quite a party atmosphere. The idea that people um, could listen, might not necessarily understand the words of the songs, but could, you know, bop along with them. So I basically just started noting down all the songs I knew that I really liked, the songs I thought would work with a bigger band lineup, diving into the archives of the School of Scottish Studies, going into my own even folders of songs. I have a spare room filled with um, folders. I'm a total hoarder when it comes to uh, song lyrics. I've got bits of paper everywhere. Um, I've got loads online. Um, just really trying to see what there was out there that would work. And then I brought it to the band and it really was very collaborative. There's five of us working together on the on the album and we just tried stuff out really. We were just working out well what we thought, which songs kind of lended themselves a wee bit more to bigger arrangements and much as I, I think the word organic is overused, it was a very natural process. We just tried stuff out, we, we played together and from there sort of whittled the so- songs down because that's the difficulty. I mean, I had a short list of about 90 and then I was like, no, you need to have 10. You know, 10 at the most is all you're allowed. So we got there eventually. Uh-huh. Wow, that just sounds incredible. Of all the hats that you wear, what do you think is the one you prefer? I think folk always want to know what you like the best. And actually, I think I'm really lucky because I don't have to just choose one. I love when I'm performing. I love the music. I love singing. Um, I always think singing kind of comes from the soul. It comes from inside you. And it's something I do for fun. And it's something that hopefully other people enjoy as well. But it brings me an awful lot of pleasure and working with other people I really enjoy. But that actually, that sort of collaboration and the performance actually comes into a lot of the broadcasting work I do. If I'm presenting, you know, you are standing up there in front of people, you're talking to people, you're delivering information be that um, you know weather forecast or an introduction to a performance or or whether even you're teaching a class so although people are always like oh what what would you like best what do you want to do from my side it's the same skills actually that I'm just using in different ways across mm-hmm. the board mm-hmm. and I guess what I like best is being able to have that variety I feel very lucky 
Absolutely amazing. And as I was saying, many people will probably recognize you from doing the weather, of course, on BBC. Uh-huh. So how how did that come about? It was really from a presenting side. So I had uh, done freelance presenting for BBC Alapa, you know, appearing on TV and radio, talking a lot. <laughs> I just like to talk, which is good to surprise nobody to hear that. <laughs> but they were looking for somebody to do cover just coming in um, when was needed to present the weather. And I don't have a science background. I actually did sciences in school, funnily mm-hmm. enough, but then I did a, gal- a Gaelic degree. So I've got no meteorological background at all. But I'm quite comfortable learning and going. I like to learn, like to just you know, give myself a wee challenge and see see how it goes. So they had, if I was actually interested in giving this a wee go, and the interesting thing, particularly in the Scottish side of both BBC Scotland and BBC Alpha, there are actually no meteorologists working in this department. Everybody has come to the job from a different route mm-hmm. and everybody brings different skills. So it was a lot of learning. It's a lot of understanding, you know, what, what you're doing. But in my mind, I'm again, it's linked to this storytelling. I'm going in, like I was on this morning, um, first thing, and I, I'm going in and I'm telling people about what the weather's going to be like. So it's a story. It's, you know, what it's going to be like today, what it's going to be like tonight, tomorrow, the outlook in that way. And to get there, I'm, I'm gathering lots of information. And whilst I'm maybe looking at a pressure chart compared to, you know, a Gaelic song lyric, it's the same type of process in a lot of ways. It's preparing yourself, it's gathering everything in that you need and then telling that story, connecting with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, although currently mine is to a TV camera, maybe instead of a live group of people in front of you. And in terms of working towards the mod, are you going to be involved in the mod, do you think, this year? Oh, I am always at the mod. I am at every single mod going. Um, as a solo singer, you know, I competed in the mod right up in from when I was a child um, until I won the gold medal. So I did that solo side. But since then, or even before then, to be honest, I've always been involved in heavily involved in choirs. Um, I go along to the mod just to support. So I am there every single year. <laughs> I love it. It's my favourite week of the year because it's everybody I know practically in the same place. Well, so without a doubt, I will be in Paisley because it's nice and close and I can roll in and roll out. It's much easier. Yeah, I suppose. I was just thinking, Celtic's Connections must have been the same for yourself as well, though. Celtic Connections is a great time. Um, Celtic Connections gets me through January because, <laughs> you know, you've come off the sort of high of Christmas, New Year, and it's normally cold, it's wet, you have no money. And then Celtic Connections comes along where, again, it's everyone you know in the same place. Now, do not get me wrong, it is a three-week slog to get it through. It is, isn't it? <laughs> and by the time, definitely by the last weekend, it's like, I'm very tired, but it's the best kind of tired. You know, it's, it comes from being surrounded by like-minded people I mean I heard some amazing music so try and go to concerts when I can I was involved in some really lovely work projects and it does it's good for the soul it just gets you through January and you're just starting February on a okay I can do this (laughs) was there a particular band that stood out for you this year at Celtic Connections was there one that really sort of captured you oh that is tough I mean, I think that there were there were lots that I really enjoyed for different reasons. I mean, I attended quite a few gigs in the fruit market, which is a big party atmosphere. And, you know, you've got, I, I saw people on Fairies, and I saw Imar, and I saw Mechlear, and they were all great because they really got people going. I saw um, Mechlear and a, a Manx Scottish band, and I saw the first appearance and perhaps the last at Kilt Connections of a 
guitar, you know, a keyboard played like a guitar, right, uh-huh. which I can't lie, I never thought I would see a Celtic connection. But the nicer thing sometimes can be when you go to a gig, um, like I went to Pete and Diesel in the concert hall and I hadn't heard anything about the support band or a Haitian band and I went not knowing who they were but I always make sure I get in early just to understand who, you know, who else is going to be putting support to, to maybe I guess the main artist and I loved them. I didn't understand what they were singing. They were singing, I think, in, in Spanish. Um, French, French, French. Moonlight bench, yeah. it's French. Asian, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, you didn't need to. You know, the fact that I didn't know that wasn't an issue. It was no. just I sat and I listened and I enjoyed the the music and I enjoyed the atmosphere. And that's really special when you get that opportunity. When you're looking at some of these bands, though, you've mentioned Peyton Diesel, but I'm just thinking there seems to be a whole slew that have come out on the back of Run Wrigley, you've got like Skippinish and Skerivore, Tidelines, Paint and Diesel. There seems to be like a whole pile now of the sort of Celtic rock bands that are coming out. Yeah, but I guess it's also being aware that that's maybe over the last 40 years. You know, Runrig, yeah. um, who are still, you know, everybody loves Runrig. But, I mean, they were a big, big band for an awful long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this huge, amazing career. And I was at their final, you know, farewell um, concert, mm-hmm. and it, it was phenomenal when you saw that out air stage people just there for the music but it has been you know 40 years so yes in some ways there are a lot of big bands but they've come across even if you're looking at the scary words to skippinish i mean they've been going now for 20 years mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it's kind of just remembering that sometimes that um you know run rig absolutely blazed that trail they went out there and they were doing something that we never heard of gaelic before and that was really really special but it paved the way for an awful lot more and i think it's a really healthy situation that we now have that progression and we've got that history albeit a newer one but of bands who are really going out there and attracting a new audience it's wonderful yeah, well, like you're saying, of course, you know, when, when Rug Rug were coming out, Gaelic wasn't hitting the top, you know, top of the pops. It, it really wasn't getting featured at all. And I think if it was, it was sort of very much the sort of corduroy and fair isle image as opposed to a rock band. Yeah, they did something new that had never been done before. Um, and that had been, you know, in Wales, they've had this kind of Celtic rock, people doing rock music, singing in Welsh for years. You know, it's a it's a huge industry there. But we didn't have that. It was definitely a very more traditional, which is not a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing to have traditional singing and have, you know, very much kind of that classic Kaylee. I love that. That isn't bad. But it's a different genre. And actually, I think Runrig showed that genre it wasn't a boundary like you could take Gaelic you could sing in your natural language um, in any way so you could lend it to different styles of music and and now we really see people just going out there and experimenting and trying all different kinds of fusions and, and that's really healthy I think. Excellent and how can people get the new album and follow you in social media and things like that Joy? So if you go to my website joydunlop.com you can order it there it's also i'm over all the social medias normally at joy dunlop or i think if you're on youtube and facebook it's at joy dunlop official but yeah follow me in there you can pre-save the album on spotify you can order it all online it's basically um there to be to be enjoyed now and there's a wee booklet that goes with it that has all the lyrics it's got all the translations so if anybody does want to sing along at home you have everything that you need there to 
get your, your wee repertoire of Gaelic songs started. And then start watching Speak Gaelic to improve Absolutely. your pronunciation. Dunlop with her new song from her album Cure that was just phenomenal. I hope you've enjoyed our little journey through some of the best bits of Cat's Cream and just think we're only really at March Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM Your voice, your music, your station
artist or band looking to get your music heard? Send us your music to be considered for a daytime playlist. You might even be asked to come in and perform live on air. Send your demos to promo at camglenradio.org Forever 
Gambling Radio, 107.9 FM, your voice, your music, and your station.
Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. NHS Lancashire is running a campaign to encourage more young men to talk about and take care of their sexual health after a 64% drop in men attending clinics. Many STDs are symptomless, despite many waiting for symptoms to appear before being checked out. Go to lancashiresexualhealth.org, that's lancashiresexualhealth.org, to see the full range of options available. Campus Lang Universal Connections is setting up a new drop-in group to provide a safe and friendly space for men to meet up, talk and support each other. There will be a pool table, dartboard and other games and will soon offer other fun and practical activities such as cooking, IT activities and anything that you might wish to see. The group will meet on Fridays from 10am to 12pm at Campus Lang Universal Connections on the main street. And finally... Leap Project are running drawing classes every Thursday from their base on Craig Allen Avenue from 6 to 8pm. It's £5 per class and all materials will be provided. Call 0141 641 5169 or email inquiries at leap-project.co.uk to register. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.
Are you an artist or band and want to get your music heard? Send us your music and it'll be considered for our daytime playlist. You might even be asked to come into a live set. Send your demos to promo at camglenradio.org. I can catch it if I feel it falling 
Kirk Hill. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM.